Okay, weird. so today I'd love to talk about the uh, a couple things. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, I don't think we should give it too much time because I feel like everybody's talking about it right now. But Apple released a uh, refreshed <laughs> MacBook Pro yes. um, with the same keyboard. Um, they just bumped the processors, and it's got a recall program on it on day one, baby. Oof. I guess I could just talk about it real quick now before mm-hmm. the intro because the only thing I want to point out is it's not on the Apple.com homepage as of right now, which is weird for new products. Yeah. yeah. And then even if you go to Apple.com slash Mac, the like Mac homepage, mm-hmm. it's not the first one there either. <clears throat> what? So like they really get that this is, and like I know it's just a processor bump, mm. so it's not like a redesign. It calls that. But they usually when they bump a processor, it gets bumped to the front of the page. Yeah, and it'll like, be like some cheesy shit with like a... The only indicator it has is it's like the third tile right okay, now let, on the let's Mac Let's not completely oh, yeah. dive in already. Well, that's, that's <laughs> all I want that's to talk take, about. It's I like think, the pre-show, pre-roll yeah, take. I don't think we need to like dedicate any show time oh, okay, to okay, it. Okay, but okay. I do want to rant about the keyboard this, briefly, it's so kind maybe of, we should. I don't think we need to. No, we know Everyone the keyboard is already. Yeah, I know, but no, no. But hang on, hang on. It's insulting to launch something with a recall program on it when you're buying it for 5,000 euros. Yeah, it's insulting or it is really honest. Because no, it's the, not. the thing is, it's like. It's really dishonest because it makes you feel like you're secure, but what it doesn't say is, like, you don't get a computer for two to no. five weeks. I think Frederica had a different point. Yeah, because, like, I, f- I feel like um, if they know that the keyboard is faulty, mm. right? Or a subset of the keyboard is faulty, let's yeah. put it that way, because not everyone's having these problems, mm-hmm. but a lot of people ha- do have these problems, then I think it's more honest to just write out, like, from the get-go, tell people what's going on, and that if nah. something happens, they can... Because they could They also, should just they not ship anything. They should not be iterating on but, a design that they know is flawed. It's a money uh, grab when they do it this way. What? Like... It's a money grab. The thing is... Because if you no, but this is what you do though. You're like, oh yeah, it's okay, like it's like, okay because okay, there's like, a guarantee. Say, say that the MacBooks are already produced, right? They're not. Do, do you do you want them? <laughs> do you want them to be on a fucking pile in China somewhere? They're not produced though. They're not. They like they run a just-in-time operation where they run every month. Yeah, I'm pretty. Sh- I'm pretty to... sure they 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 invested a lot in those keyboards because there's a reason oh, yeah. why they're still there, and they invest a I lot in they them. Undo and it. they made like exactly, and 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 they can't just throw it away either. But I think it's more wasteful. That's what's upsetting about it to me is like every single one of those that gets repaired gets shredded because they can't. They're glued together so much that there's no fix. I was wrong. We should have waited for the show. <laughs> well, I think that's the whole red, right? Like, I, I meant, uh, I, I agree with Frederica's honesty point is it's like, don't buy this laptop. Yeah, that too. <laughs> and so like, if Apple, that's the funny thing. if Apple doing this encourages just a couple people to be like, look, I'm not going to upgrade. I'm going to switch platforms, which there are a lot a of great alternatives right now. Yeah. Um, then yeah, that's that's the honesty I'd rather. Well, that's what it made think me think about because like in a in my first job ever, my job was like uh, this is really weird actually, an IT support thing, <laughs> and I used to have to order these computers. And if that was like there, we wouldn't order this computer. Like if you were an IT department and you knew there's a risk of you having to get a computer replaced within three four years or fixed, you won't buy it. Yeah, it's too much too much um, added loaded cost that goes into it do you do you remember when the touch bar macbook pros came out oh my was god was it 2015 or 2016? it was the same year right uh i think 15 i we bought 2016 yeah. no 16 because 2016 I, I had a 2015 laptop that oh, was yeah. the previous generation that was fucking great right so we bought two 2016 laptops mm-hmm. in our house and we still are using them but mm-hmm. they're 
you know, on their last legs and we're a little worried because it's like, what? Do I switch to MacBook Airs? Wow, yeah, well, that's interesting question. because my, keyboard. The, the MacBook that I have that I keep going on and on about from 2013 Oof. is not on his last legs. Yeah. That's what's crazy. It's I like, mean, of course there is things about it that are a bit new, but... Yeah. You carry around a Bluetooth keyboard I do to love use that. with it. But the computer your works. Your key sucks. Yeah, but the thing is, I could I, I could just get that repaired, right? It's a choice, yeah. Yeah, but it's but for that's money. the but that's the choice that she can make as well. It's lasted for six years. She's made a choice. Whereas this one, you're like three years in, two years in, and you're already thinking yeah. about. I don't, that I don't think my keyboard thing is a really a choice. I I, okay, I just true. it's just a quick fix for me. Uh, wow, I like talk about this for another 10 times before I make up my mind <laughs> um, but yeah no like I mean I, I do like I was like I'm gonna check what the new MacBook is mm. like and depending on that I'm gonna see switch to if a I... surface book <laughs> for fuck's sake well I was just thinking about something you said uh, I mean I could totally do that actually how long is that six years yeah yeah. Uh, that's crazy because the keyboard replacement depending on the model you buy is three to four well, years it also depends on where you live so California oh. has a law it's seven years whoa so it depends where you live because when I worked at the Apple store you keep a certain amount of parts for repairs for different devices so you have weird shit and so when I was still working there well, it must have been seven years after the iPhone came out because we could still swap out first gen iPhones like oh, original shit. iPhones if someone brought one in so you just had parts for that yeah Huh. I mean, you have full replacement well, units for those because it's you can't really like swap out the parts of an iPhone. No, but. you're not gonna train someone to for the case. Well, that, you yeah. do in China. So mm-hmm. at the Chinese Apple stores, their employees at the Genius Bar have to be able to repair an iPhone completely. Well, that's what they said about the <laughs> MacBook as well. It's like they're gonna do some sort of supply chain thing where they can do most of it in a store now. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if you could swap. Anyway, I'm sorry for so. I do want to say one thing. Getting this intro about this. Go topic. to the Apple store. And just stand upstairs. Well, here it's upstairs. This, you know the area where they do the servicing? They're you right. can just stand there and watch people do compressed air for like an hour. Oh like It's God. just like constant at the Amsterdam store. Well, and the best part is if you get stuck with it and you ask them, where do I get compressed air? They don't even know. You, they don't sell it. They should sell it. Apple <laughs> air. Apple, I think it's, oh. oh, God. For California Apple air. Apple air for your MacBook. <laughs> it's I, I would buy the yo, Redwood oh Forest. God, yes. I would buy it if it smells like new Apple products. <laughs> oh yeah. Wasn't there, a, wasn't there a that candle that did smell. that for a while? You could buy like um it yeah, was disgusting. There was, yeah, a, it's there, it was an art project. Oh really? Yeah. That's horrible. That's a good art piece. Um, yeah. now okay. before we do the intro, I'm just gonna turn the screensaver off. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> okay, um, what else are we gonna talk about? We're gonna talk about Huawei. Huawei. We're gonna talk about the Amazon shareholders voting to kill oh, the planet. Oh my god, yes. Frederica's face. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll get into it. it. Um, what else are we going to talk about today? Uh, I think that's also good. And then I'm just thinking if there's anything Did else. Did someone else IPO this week? No. <laughs> no? Are you sure? Hey, while we'll do this, let's talk about the weather. It's great today. Oh, ah, I didn't even bring a jacket. No. I didn't need a jacket. Okay. It was great for the whole week. It was depressing. And I the was one like, day we're inside. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Yesterday was nice, too. Yeah. Half but of it's yesterday. like a beautiful day. It's supposed to be 20 today. Yeah. yeah. But like it was 20 last weekend and I was sitting in the park and it was overcast. It was terrible. I know. Wow. I, I also went to the park. I saw it on your Instagram. I was like, oh, we just missed each other. Yeah. <laughs> I was with my family though. So oh. it would have been. We went dog watching. Oh, that oh. is adorable. The, there's a dog, dog park watching. in Fondle Park. That's like really what? fun. So where the place where I sit 
um, the dogs w- with their owners walk to the dog park. Dog park. So oh, it's really funny. It's my favorite part of the park. And there was this one dog that really wanted to bite everyone that was running, which nah. I thought was funny because running like... sucks. <laughs> running sucks if you're chased by a dog too. <laughs> it actually is good motivation. It is, definitely. <laughs> I could run faster. Yeah. Um, shall we do Some the adrenaline. intro? Yeah, do it. It was so funny last week when I was editing and I was like, where is it going to go? Where's it? Yeah, it was, it was at like the end. nine and a half minutes in. Yeah, <laughs> we actually recorded it right at the end, right? Yeah. yeah, right, right. But I had to like find a place to stick it. Oh yeah. <laughs> and it was like at the end of the show, you're like, Zach, I'll find a spot. <laughs> I remember, but uh, today it's perfect. It just flows because we were like, here's the pre-roll. Yeah. Can we also talk about uh, Soundtrap? Yeah, let's do it oh, right yeah. now before the intro. Okay, no, so Soundtrap. Do the, do the intro first. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. We do, we'll never do, do it do, otherwise. Do, do, do. Yeah. You're listening to Charge Tech Podcast, episode 104, the podcast that looks at tech and how it's shaping the world around us. I'm one of your hosts, Owen Williams, and joining me today are your co-hosts. Frédéric Amonté. Zach Grosser. Hello. Tech under the hood. Hey. I, liked, I liked your little, and I'm one of your hosts. Yeah, well, I'm just always like, it's not just me. And Fr- Freddie is the one being recognized on the street these days for oh. being the uh, person on the show. So, <laughs> Hello. <laughs> this happened to you, right? Did we mention it last yeah, week? We yeah, we mentioned it last week. <laughs> yeah. Someone was like uh, talking to me about um, a French co-host, my French co-host. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> French co-host? I thought you were French. It's like oh. when John uh, and I got a review that was like, I love the British narrator's voice. I'm like, which one? <laughs> like, Ugh. It left us both guessing. Um, but yeah, so... Frederick is from here, the Netherlands. Just yeah, I'm not from New Zealand. Not Australia. And I'm from uh, North America. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Was that kind of like a walk of shame guy? Yeah. There? That was beautiful. Uh, I like that. I wish everybody could see Zach's face when he said that. <laughs> I like jumped uh, down. Je ne parle pas le français. Speaking of North America, wow. I'm really <laughs> not impressed. speaking of North America. That means I don't speak French. Oh, that's perfect. Well, you speak Neither. a little. <laughs> So, um, speaking um, of um, America, um, Huawei. Huawei. Yeah, okay, so Huawei. Probably Huawei. ever present on my mind right now. Huawei. Huawei, Huawei, Huawei. makes phones, yeah. Yeah. among other things. Um, and servers. And they make laptops. everything. It's crazy. But they're based in China, correct? Yes. Yes. Actually, they're based in China, and I did not know this until yesterday. They're the seventh most profitable company by revenue in the technology industry globally. Yeah, so they're doing a really good job. Yeah, they broke the 100 billion in revenue per year thing on the same year last year as Microsoft and Google did. Okay, so I did a little bit of research on this. Hell yeah. And so it's a very complicated and long story and <laughs> and it, it is mostly political and I, I yeah. don't I don't think in this episode we should like talk about the political part as much. We know Trump is a stupid idiot. <laughs> we don't have to talk about that. It's it's evident. Yep. Um but like they made a decision, they went into some kind of trade war. Is basically what's going on. Yeah. And um, they said that um, it wasn't like a fair market or something. So mm-hmm. um, America is um, buying more stuff from China, and China is selling more trade st- deficit. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That, well, that's the. And claim. that was that was it's why that was yeah exactly and that was why Trump was very like secure of himself like yeah. doing this thing so yeah and that's I think that was what led into the Huawei thing as well is so, it's very protectionist yeah. in that way and the thing is this doesn't only touch Huawei no just it's to be, everybody just to be clear but like this is a case that is interesting because it 
touches a lot of the tech industry. I think yeah. even can even we, the global economy. Yeah, can we take one step back before it really impacted tech? The yeah. first thing that China did was stop buying soybeans from America. Oh yeah, that's which right now is the largest export mm-hmm. of agriculture. Um, so all this agricultural export from the United States, which is largely subsidized by the United States, the manufacturing yeah. of. Yeah. China is the number one purchaser of soybeans globally, and so. Oh. They've been, I think they saw the writing on the wall with Trump um, when he got elected. And they started buying soybeans from different countries already. They started building their supply chain of soybeans from like Brazil. And so they were, it was very easy for them to be like, in one second, we're going to stop buying soybeans from America, which is causing an economic crisis. Yeah, they had to make a package for this, I saw actually. They have to pay for the soybeans because. It's like the cheese thing many years ago. They had to buy all the cheese to prop up the industry. Right. And I mean, that's how agriculture works in the United States, unfortunately, right now, is the government Mm. largely subsidizes the production of it. Anyway, uh, we could get into the economics of that some other time. But that's what's interesting. That was like the first large hit of like Trump says more tariffs. China says there goes your agricultural economy. Middle is more expensive. In general, because of this and all of those things as well. It was all last year, right? Right. In 2018. And then mixed into that is also the, the thing where, um, um, I mean, Facebook doesn't work in China. Yep. Um, like, Google, everyone has, like, issues privacy-wise. Well, that's actually a really interesting point that I hadn't thought about until yesterday. Is like uh, Huawei. Sorry. This started te- the tech part of this started 10 years ago when China made its own internet. Yeah. And they right. closed their economy to American internet companies. Yeah. And that was, I would argue, a prudent move in a, in a way. They've made a lot of big stuff out of that, including TikTok, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, and so if you think about it from that perspective, it's been going on behind the scenes a lot longer. Yeah. Wait, is TikTok a Chinese? Yes. Oh, yeah. By <gasps> dance. What? It's one of the most profitable Chinese companies behind it as well. Holy shit, I had no idea. And they made an app called Taobao, which is like the world's most popular news app, billion active users or something, um, that nobody has heard of. Uh, and that's how they get all the Not money. Nobody, nobody here. Well, yeah, nobody yeah. here. That's what I mean. Um, um, well, and there's so, Alibaba. I yeah, mean, exactly. And so China too. has this stuff, but it's just largely a not, uh, not, not anonymous, but invisible. Now, yeah. to, to the us. Western world. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So... What I would say is interesting about the Huawei thing is yesterday it also, like a lot of stuff is happening every day on this. So like by the time this goes out, it'll be like Huawei has done some other weird thing. Yesterday, Reuters came out and they said that um, the US wasn't paying attention to Huawei at all until last year when Australia bought it up. Interesting. Um, And it was because Australia did this exercise of their own where they looked at basically like what could happen if Huawei owned 5G? Because this is like the classic thing, like, oh, 5G is going to be huge. All the hype made it more interesting. Right. And Huawei is the fastest in terms of like building out those networks because they're a Chinese company. They're very efficient. They'll do whatever it takes to get there. Um, Well, and they've got government support for a lot. Yeah, and they're very nimble as well. Like they're a lot younger than the other competitors that are building 5G. And that's the big thing that's weird about that narrative is like you're up against Siemens and... Nokia, the two of the biggest, slowest, oldest companies in the world. Um, and so Huawei's been really fast and governments got worried. So Australia looked into it. They did this thing where they were like, what could you do if you owned the 5G network? Well, yeah, no shit. It, you could do anything. Right? right, Like you could make anybody look bad. 
they didn't there's no evidence of spying and that's been the i think that's maybe important to raise in your comment about the complexity thing is there's so much complexity and most of it is focused on spying i don't think it's actually about that at all like that is a really nice narrative to scare people away from huawei and that's really where they're going with this. Yeah, exactly. I feel like that the whole narrative of uh, the espionage thing is yeah. just like, um, but kids, watch out because they will look at your stuff and they will see your nudes and you won't be safe. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. yeah well, exactly. Like, of course, that's not what's going on. Yeah, and like, China I mean, is the like, devil or something here. Like, It's a really easy way to spin a narrative that makes them... Uh, like They historically in the international media are the bad guy the boogeyman yeah. and didn't didn't they didn't somebody didn't the u.s arrest the cfo of huawei yeah uh canada and then they extradited no they're doing an extradition trial but that's where it gets really hairy because all of this other stuff is going on as well so yeah. three things i would say that we should establish before going further one uh huawei has has never and w- hopefully will never <laughs> be caught spying but historically there's no evidence they've ever spied they'd be dumb as hell to do it uh, and that's not a, really the point. It's about the future potential is most of these problems. Yeah. So that's number one. Number two is Huawei, most of the actual drama comes around industrial espionage, espionage, where they, largely because of the way that it is culturally done in China, are okay with stealing IP, basically. Like, they're very open. I would not say open. They're very brazen about borrowing other people's ideas and building upon them which is a very different concept from the u.s patent system was it which is like no you have to go and build it from some like weird way completely right. from scratch the thing is though that's not that's not a thing for them to be like ha 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 we're stealing no, your shit they're not it's even just, bragging it either no they're it's just, just doing a different it. way of looking at the same thing yeah it's like the the famous one that i know of is like the mate book the <laughs> which is like a macbook but um, anyway, no, it looks I mean, very similar. The famous one is if you look at all the fast food chains, they have like they have like yeah. equivalents of they've just like taken that brand and everything. And well, just, uh, the and Big Mac has a Big Mac Junior now as a good example. Like you can think of another burger chain that has something Junior. <laughs> but it's, so so for, so in Huawei, you can see this too because if you go to a store, it is an exact copy of an Apple store. Yeah, and I think. A, I don't think that, I mean, imitation is a form of flattery in a way. Like, I don't, I think this is just how these Chinese companies think. And they're like, what I admire about Huawei is they take those ideas and then do something else with them. Like, a yeah. lot of them are like, their products similar, are very, very different. different. Yeah, yeah the, the stores are the same, but the products are different. Yeah. And they have some kind of like AirPod kind of thing. Often it's like, they'll do the thing that Apple wouldn't do. So like the MateBook has the USB-C shit on it. It's the same thinness as the um, MacBook, except yeah, they also got a USB-A pod. They, they might be a bit more practical in some kind well, of Well, yeah, I think so, because China they, won't buy it yeah. otherwise. But um, Oh, and the third thing, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, but the third thing, which is the uh, Huawei CFO thing, is a separate thing that happened that they did a shady deal where they actually went to, I think it was Iran, while it was under sanctions, and, well, allegedly, technically did a deal in Iran to build something, but under a subsidiary, and she allowed that. Gotcha. So, but like that's a whole other arc, and I think that is actually like that could happen at any company. And then I feel that this there was this thing where the CEO is like affiliated with the Communist Party. Or yeah, something? he's ex-military. Uh, yeah. But I mean, who isn't in China? But uh, you know, like it's it's very difficult to extrapolate that. Yeah. And we, we'll, I don't really and understand again, that. Again, that's uh, again another like uh, word 
that fits into the they're the boogeyman narrative because if you say communist to an American, mm. they like kind of like <laughs> they don't know what it means. Yeah, yeah. They, they tilt, but they don't know what it means, but they know it's bad. <laughs> Something Stalin, right? Or yeah, you know. Um, I I think that we could make a pretty easy equivalent here of like if Facebook were going into a new country with a new product, like if that were possible, mm -hmm. they'd be like, wait, wasn't your CEO just like sanctioned by the UK government to show up? And if he comes into their airspace, he's getting arrested. Like, you, you That's I mean, a good like point. he's been in front of Congress and they could be like, hey, isn't there some controversy going on right now with your company? And don't, didn't you do all these privacy violations? Yeah, and did you steal all this shit? So if you're looking at it as like the other, it's really easy to like see only bad because there's bad press. Mm -hmm. yeah. So there's bad press for Huawei. But like, I didn't consider that. Yeah, and I think, well, uh, look, I mentioned this to Freddie before the show and I wrote it in my newsletter as well, but the biggest thing that I struggle with on this is like the US dominantly sets the narrative on this uh, for has for a long time. And so saying like, oh, Huawei is spying on us, I think is the most ironic shit in the world given what we know yeah. from Snowden. Like there's, I, I, there's a famous Ars Technica article where they found a document in the league that is, shows pictures of NSA operatives intercepting packages from Cisco en route which is like network hardware, they carefully unbox it from the bottom, un like get it out, install stuff inside of them, put it all back together and seal it back up with Cisco official tape and then send it on its way with FedEx involvement so it looks like it came from the factory. Wow. And like all I'm saying is like, I, I think like the best example is like, what's worse? Is it the monster in your closet that you know by name or the monster that you can't name? Like you don't know. And I think that's the big geopolitical thing here is like, China is a question mark. Yeah. Globally, like. Well, it is because we don't know anything, but that doesn't. Well, mean they're also a communist country, and they hide a lot of stuff. Like yeah. they've got like work camps and stuff in but, the country right now, and like yeah. that's the big thing. Is like, are they bad? We don't know, but are they worse than the U.S.? Hard to say, <laughs> in a way. And it's like, and globally, I think what's happening is these countries are. I I would argue a little fairly like they're more willing to get in bed with the devil they know than the one that they don't even though they don't want to pick a side it's easier to pick the side that they at least know the numbers on and that's what's happened with huawei now they're banned everyone's like oh shit yeah so this what this ban means is that um so huawei phones they uh have a version of android on mm -hmm. it and they I think they use the version that Google mostly uses as well, because Android, as we know, is like an open source project. An air quote. <laughs> yeah, right. So the open source version of Android is a little bit different than the one oh, Huawei yeah. is using right now. Um, but it would be an option. So what happened is that you have a cooldown period of 90 days. Mm -hmm. And after the 90 days, there won't be any updates anymore from... It's even scarier. The like current OS. No updates and maybe no access to existing Google services. Like, they've right. been very cagey about Holy what shit. that means. Yeah. Because I don't think they know what they're allowed to do, but, like, it might mean that they have to cut off the Play Store. Like, so, I mean, I would feel super fucked if I had, like, a Huawei phone. Because, yeah. I mean, they basically, like, I mean, that is a nice phone or anything, doesn't matter anymore yeah. if you're... It's if, very if popular you, here, to be clear, as well. Yeah. If you, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't personally buy one we all know that i'm an apple fan person but, but um, i would argue that the next big thing in this market like next best thing in this a market, lot of people have a huawei phone yeah can i ask okay so the u.s government says banned whatever that means mm -hmm. and 
do they send a letter to Google that's no. like, you have to stop? It's interesting because it's like, they're on the list, but it's basically what, like, what from list? what I understand from my own research, it's hard to say how the mechanism, like, I don't think the US government calls Google. From what I understand, yeah. it's actually like, the US government, it's the penalties for doing business with a company on the sanction list are so bad that every company just starts like freaking out. Right. And that's what happened with so Google weird. is like, they're like, well, we're, we're going to revoke the license because it's unclear what business means. That's the problem oh. with it. Because, like, Huawei doesn't necessarily make money from the Play Store, but you're not allowed to do business. They can't call each other. And I think Google was the first, but what's scarier is stuff like Arm, which is the company that makes the processes in, like, every phone ever, uh, which is, by the way, a UK-based company. I had no idea. I had no idea either. Announced yesterday that they are revoking Huawei's right to use any of their processes going forward. And that is really interesting because... They said that they can't be sure that they won't be subject to similar punishments or abuse from the U.S. because there's American innovations involved in making their processes. Like at some point, they probably have patents. Yet again, we here in the Netherlands are squeezed in between. We get punished actually in a way. Like Europe can't decide to do business with Huawei because Google is a a European, uh, sorry, American-based company. Like, yo, but is it though? Because like, aren't they like in? In Europe, that's, actually, for tax purposes. And that's what I wondered is actually, I wonder if that will come into it at some point. But I think because Google has two arms, it's the, the US has, it, it will just screw them. If Like doing business with that company while it's on that list is basically the same shit that they went after the CFO for, right? Right. And But what's fucked is it affects every part of their supply chain. There's an article today that broke apart a phone and looked at it. And it's like Android, um, Qualcomm, US company. Um, and then you get down to like laptops. You've got uh, Intel. They won't do business with them anymore. Uh, and then there's all the other people involved in like making their network equipment. But um, isn't, isn't this also like a big hit for all those American companies that can sell their shit to yeah, China so there's, anymore? There's that. And also like uh, all of, there's a lot of people in America who will suffer from this. I didn't know until I started doing research, but Huawei is building out a lot of rural networks in America. They're like the only company willing to do it. And that what will happen in August when that thing runs out is they just get like left it to their own. Nobody can support it. Like Huawei disappears. Um, and I, maybe we should just briefly touch on what wow. this means, I think. Long, like, I I really struggle to see a way out of this. So this has actually happened before. Did you know? ZTE? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. There was, another, was... There was another phone company uh, that they kind of like basically ruined. And they never came back strong enough. I do think Huawei yeah. has a chance mm. to survive this. Yeah. But I'm very interested to see how that works. Yeah, so that was that was my immediate thought too. I thought because uh, Huawei's biggest market is China, they don't use the Google version of Android in China. Yeah. To be clear, it's open source version because in China Google doesn't license its services; it's not allowed to. Right. So Huawei already has all of the apps it needs in China. Interesting. So it could build out. Anyway, so there's that, and I think the problem is though, losing access to Qualcomm and uh, ARM affects that part. I was like, I was like skeptical that it would hurt that much but i have a feeling they've been doing the equivalent of what the chinese government was rumored to be doing for decades which is dumping coal in the harbors buying them from like global uh powers to keep the price propped up and dumping it in water to dig it out later just so they had it 
I, Huawei has reportedly doing the same shit with like processors and stuff. Yeah, Apparently so they've, they've been they've buying been, millions of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, they've been kind of been like, uh, what's our, what are they called? Squirrels? Squirrels? Yeah. Where they've kind of been like stocking up. Well, if you if you were in the head in the headlights essentially of a company like, uh, sorry, a country like the US and you were yeah. like maybe at threat of being sanctioned, so man, it, you I would buy as many shit as I could get my hands on. So it on. feels like they started like stocking up stuff mm-hmm. so they could um, kind of like over bridge a bridge the part until they but either the storm lays down or yeah. they got a solution for themselves but i think huawei didn't realize how bad it might get but wait isn't china gonna do this to apple yeah well not even apple i think the whole industry is really in trouble um so one thing that i feel like everything happened yesterday one thing that happened yesterday or like this week that was most disturbing to me so I'm researching this at the moment for an article I'm writing for One Zero, which is a medium publication. Um, the prime prime president of China, Z, uh, President Z, he, the day the after the Huawei ban was actually officially announced, suspiciously slash coincidentally took a visit to a very obscure rare earth metals factory. Oh my God! Uh, facility in China, and this is like. Rare earth metals are something that's talked about or known about, but maybe people who aren't who aren't listening, who are listening, don't know about them. They're basically like these horrible metals, like gallium is one of them, and there's a few others that you need a very small amount of to put into a chip to make it work, basically. And there's like three countries in the world that have them, and it's I think it's Argentina, China, and America. But America doesn't have the capabilities to get it really. Um, now they all rely on China. And he went there to do a speech the day after the Huawei announcement in which he talked about the Long March, which is a famous uh, Chinese thing about how they can basically like wait anything out. Like, and he's talking about like, it's just, it's just, it's so fucking subtext heavy. It's crazy. Like, yeah, because we all know at some point Trump's going to go away and some other goon will sit yeah, on his place. China is betting but, on that. Yeah. And I think that they're willing, then they, they mentioned it when the trade debate fell apart, when they were last in the white house, they said like, yeah, but we can wait. Like China can wait. And what they'll do is they'll just start squeezing slowly, slow. And they're like, they're, um, I saw, I saw one of the analysts that has covered this a lot for Reuters said like, um, China plays the long game in terms of decades, not years. Yeah. Uh, and so anything that happens, they're like willing to make their people suffer and the people get it because they're like, oh yeah, but in the long term, it'll be better. Right. And it's very pragmatic. And I think that's what the US hasn't thought about here is like squeezing China doesn't work. Well, maybe the US has, but Trump, well, yeah, Trump has clearly it. hasn't. And the thing is, like the American mindset is so different from that because yeah. Americans start... Terms. Huh? In, in presidential terms, in yeah. a way, like from what I understand, at least, like what's really in quarters if you look yeah, at true. the global stock market. But I think this goes way beyond just tech because, like, China Everything. is responsible for so much. Like, yeah. w- America no longer has the ability to process some of its metals anymore. Mm-hmm. So it, like, literally will ship like an old bridge, will mm-hmm. take it apart, ship it to China. They clean it and process it and then sell it back as like metal to be used in construction yeah. well yeah like it, this goes to everything well every, and even just if we hone in on only manufacturing just manufacturing of things every damn thing that you touch that has a screen is assembled or manufactured in china one of those two and a lot of the narrative i see from american commentators is like oh yeah but like if china starts squeezing apple they'll just move it maybe they will it will take five years 
they're going to spend a lot of their trillion dollars on. Yeah, they will spend a lot of trillion dollars. And also, like, hard manufacturing is hard and slow. They have to build a big building for that. They have to find 3,000 people who are willing to do a job like that. Like, this isn't something you just move. It's something that you... You're, you're talking, like, three, four years, potentially, where they have, one might, like, produce iPhones at a loss or, like maybe not even be able to get them out of China. Like, there's so many questions. Right. And the iPhone is just the most obvious example. I'm thinking, like, every laptop, every damn... Like, I think that we're just going to see the price of everything go crazy. Right. In the tech. And I think... This is the title of my article. I think <laughs> the tech bubble might be the thing that pops as a result because it, the whole tech industry relies on assumed growth coming from more goods being sold, so, like, phones and laptops and stuff. If that's slowed down even faster than the normal way it would, it, yeah. <laughs> well, and I think it's, like, less the consumer side, but, like, server farms. Yeah. Like, if everything's built on AWS these days or something similar, well, that's got to run somewhere. And, and if those computers are no longer being built affordably. Yeah, you can't, the processes are assembled and manufactured in China. That, that process is for building Intel chips is just like, you couldn't do it anywhere. Like, it's just impossible. The facilities they have have taken 20 years to get right. Well, and to your point, the rare earth metals are only coming from China. Yeah, it's, and that's the, that's the thing. Even moving this manufacturing line is actually kind of easy compared to like the problem that the shit isn't there. Like you move it somewhere else. Well, that's the thing is like, you have to figure out the just-in-time manufacturing thing for like, right. how do you get the screen from Korea to the factory in America like it just makes yeah. no and and like I think that's what scares me the most about this is like I think America thinks it can win and it does have some arguably decent negotiation positions still before we end up there but it's China holds all the cards. Well, you know, Apple talked about uh, maybe last year in a keynote of like wanting to go like mining free. Oh yeah, that's right. So like, and it was like by twenty thirty or something, but. Um, don't fact check me on that. I don't remember. <laughs> um, but that maybe all companies need to start doing this. Maybe it's like, mm-hmm. hey, we no longer can get anything except cobalt out of Australia. So yeah, <laughs> and it's just I think out of the the takeaway for me out of all of this is like everything. You know, the internet makes the uh, the world feel like one big country, right? And I think that's the point we're at now. Is you can't. It's having an American company, a Chinese company, and all these like defined borders is back in the conversation, but it's so hard to undo it. It's, it's so it's hard just to like, undo it. It's just like a weird um, high, like a weird new layer on top of politics mm-hmm. that is pressuring politics from all kinds of way. And the people mm-hmm. in politics don't understand what's going on at the tech layer. And then like, but they do interfere with each other, which oh, yeah. in a lot of cases means means they, they break the internet in kind of ways because it's like it's, it's that kind of thing where if you have a very complex thing and you start tweaking it it mm-hmm. will break in unexpected places oh, yeah. mm. and this has been going on for a while now where the internet breaks in unexpected places yeah. all the fucking time <laughs> you're like, so right it's so true and i think like uh you know i actually do think the the bargaining chip here weirdly enough is apple and i think for china they think that apple was the bargaining chip and i think that apple might be the one that helps resolve it as well in a way because if china would squeeze them hard enough that's why i think that i talk about them the most in this situation if they squeeze apple enough tim cook has trump's ear we know this yeah he's on the tech apple panel. starts screaming with a trillion dollar like it's the first world's first trillion dollar company i find it hard to believe that trump could sit through that like he's an idiot 
but I think that he... It's the one thing he understands. Tim Cook is, like, fluent and idiot, it seems like. Like, it seems like they at least have some sort of understanding. Tim Apple, you mean? Yeah, well, yeah, because... Tim Apple. (laughs) But what what I'm trying to say is, like, if if they did start getting squeezed, I actually think they might be the thing that helps America, like, understand they have to push the eject button right now. Like, we'll see. I don't know. I don't know about that. Well, it's weird because they have oscillated between, like, maybe almost having the trade deal a couple of times now as well. Like, it's very confusing. Yeah. But it's it's a great way to negotiate, like s- slapping a guy in the face and then saying, well, negotiate with me. That's a really interesting point. We've gone through so many um, secretaries of state mm-hmm. in the United States since on Trump's team for mm-hmm. various reasons that, yeah, m- maybe this is the like, that's who gets the eject button is whoever the s- secretary of state is today, which I apologize. I don't know because Isn't it changes so John often. John Bolson right now? Oh, no, he's the defense one. Oh, God, that's yeah. scary. But, yes. um, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe that's that's what happens next. But this is, I will say, like, I don't... Uh, politics is usually, like, above... Like, we don't usually dig into it so much, but I think this concerns us all, and we should be worried about it. Yeah, and it's worth is, talking about. This podcast episode is a total downer. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I, in a way, but I also think that it's a conversation we should have been having for years yeah. about, like... I was going to say China and, like, what does that dominance look like? But also, is, but it, also is it okay? Like, and like, But also, like, how do we structure the internet in a way that we can protect it in yeah. ways that make sense? Because now we're kind of, like, building backwards protection things on it, which doesn't really work because no one understands. The best and... metaphor for this the other day, the DVD regions. Oh. Remember that shit where if you took a DVD from here, it was region three to America? It wouldn't work. Yeah. It makes me think of that. Like, we built... We got rid of all of that, and now yeah. you're building it on top again. Yeah. <laughs> I I think, like, you're, you're right. It's, it is more than just what borders look like or, like, how we do this. It's, like, better defining it. We never had... Nobody ever had that conversation. No. It's well, interesting. Speaking of downers... <laughs> got another one? Amazon shareholders uh, voted <laughs> against um, adding, like, internal incentives to climate change to like having oh. solutions for climate change they're like okay well amazon has a big pact- impact on the environment between manufacturing and shipping things and warehouses and employees and i mean they have huge scale at this point and so um they were like should we have like a corporate responsibility guideline i think it was wow f- about climate change and shareholders voted no let's just throw the planet in a trash Amazon is one of the biggest companies that's quiet about this. It's weird. My favorite tweet I've read recently is all, all the billionaires want to go to space because guillotines need gravity to work. <laughs> oh, <laughs> brutal. Aye. Also, Bezos, yeah, he is weirdly quiet about this stuff. Like, if you think about it. It's fucked up. And Do we need another enlightenment period? <sighs> yeah, almost. Jeez. Oh, it's just crazy how Let's tone bring it is. the elites to my place in France where I live. This just comes back to, again, like, Wall Street and shareholders are looking at quarterly profit. And there's no ethical layer there. Mm. There's no uh, corporate responsibility layer there beyond, like, usually it's, like, personal executives like morals. You know, it used to be, like, sex tapes. And now it's a little bit better. And it's, like, sexual harassment. But, you know, we haven't seen too much huge swings mm-hmm. because of the Me Too movement. Like, we really want, like, we want to see these people punished, but Andy Rubin made, like, $90 million. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, 
that's I about where we I are. That punishment as well, well. I think it's worth noting that the reason that Apple is good at what it does is it thinks beyond just quarters historically. Like a lot of their recycling efforts were not very good for the bottom line for years, and they're only beginning to pay themselves off now. Like that's why they're good at this shit. But it's crazy because no other like there's no motivation in any of this, right? Like to, to, I feel like, like a lot of people, and and I, I do think this is a trap that we all kind of like fall into a bit as well. Is where you're like in hundred year, in a hundred years we're all dead. Yeah, well, yeah, everyone but, will be dead. Well, us, and yeah. At, at least we'll have we'll, we'll have had a good life. We we like. And this is why teenagers are so friggin' furious. Yeah. Because like they're you, alive I'm now already, and they're like I'm already furious. Yeah, I, like oh, wait, oh, and you said they have no motivation, but they have. Yeah, they do. The motivation is to save the planet. That's like extremely and true. And the human race and but a lot of the animals. What do I care about the planet if I'm dead? They have no. That's a boomer mentality. That's they have the no. Ex, it's like there's no dopamine hit though. Like you know what I mean? It's like the thing where like there's no external motivator to force them to do it because climate change is the sorry actually i saw that they're changing climate crisis yeah they're changing the copy guidelines for the ap star book on the, a lot of websites now but yeah don't um, say change say crisis yeah the climate crisis is something that has such lagging indicators that it's hard to like there's no immediate uh reward for doing anything about it so you're better off just making all the money that's, I think, how Wall Street thinks of it. So but they're fucked. all boned. Like, they're, they're, every every company will be affected by it. It's every com- every person everything, yeah, everything. And the, I mean, the preventative stuff that's possible is so much cheaper than the reactive. But I nobody's love, looking at the long term. Yeah, I watched a uh, Vice no, documentary because, like, about Trump it. Trump only has f- what is it like one term or two yeah. terms? Maybe uh, if I mean, he if gets lucky. lasts that long. Yeah, that yeah. dude's not gonna live. Come on. Yeah, you saw that burger <laughs> thing. Uh, but um, I watched a Vice documentary about how American oil companies think about this compared with Norwegian ones. And in America, they go to all these oil rigs and they ask them, "What are you doing about climate crisis?" And they won't talk about it. And then they go to Norway and they're like, oh, yeah, we're doing this and this. And we know that this is a problem. And like this oil rig is fucked in a year if we don't fix a lot of the problems that we have relating to that. Wow. And like plan ahead. And it's just so like in the same video, you're like, oh, because <laughs> the Norwegians, they say very explicitly, they're like, we won't have anything left if we don't do something. Right. Like we know we're responsible for it. So we're mitigating now. Anyway, uh, like. The Amazon thing bummed me out, and the, I think the most shameful thing for them is that Jeff Bezos, uh, there's a video where people, the first person who goes up to ask a question at the shareholders thing is like, I want Jeff Bezos to come out here right now and say like, say to my face that he doesn't care about this, and he, he refuses. Wow. He just like sits there and he says he won't go on the stage. Now, um, I, I might be mistaken, so please correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't Apple also have a similar situation with their shareholders voting against yeah, they vote. That's yeah. a climate impact. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't yeah. want to say initiative, but yeah, no, yeah, they vote. That's the thing is like Apple has to basically force these issues even themselves because the shareholders don't want it. So we're fucked. Is basically yeah. the, the bottom line. We need, yeah, we need uh, governments that are willing to. The problem is if like force. big companies like this say like we don't care about this planet. Like I mean. The way that makes me feel is kind of like, we're fucked. Mm-hmm. I'm going to shower for half an hour. Fuck it. 
I mean, I know showering doesn't like make a change. Eating meat, like going vegan or something, will yeah, make, but like, make a change. But like, you know what I mean? Like, if if everyone's like, we don't care, like that has an impact on yeah. people as well. And like, I'm yeah. being very honest right now. I'm like, and of course, I don't actually feel like that. But like, it does make me feel like that for a second. You know, where I'm like, oh well, if like, what what can I as an individual do mm. if they are just basically littering our planet to right? But I mean, you talked about individual impact, yeah. like. Yeah. You could stop driving, which you do. Oh, actually, can I just like totally you interject can, like, here? Though? A study came out this morning. No, I want to talk about this. That uh, the problem with that positioning is it actually makes it, people act worse. So I can I'll put but, the link but, in the show but notes. Hold, oh, but hold on though. Yeah. Uh, what I'm saying though is you could do all of these things. Yeah. You can recycle. You could wash your clothes on cold. You can go vegan. But like, if the U.S. government's not going to hostile take over Exxon and shut it down. It doesn't matter because, like, you right. like even if you got every person to go yeah. vegan, like, what, yeah, I mean, the impact is not high enough. Like, you need companies doing something, exactly. and it makes companies government. feel like they scapegoated. That's the big exactly. thing that came out from the study is like they like deflecting like that because it makes people take responsibility yeah. rather than them taking responsibility. Like, and the media is, is yeah. very involved in this problem. The media exactly. is all about like individual Turn impact. your lights off. Right. Yeah, and stop showering for half yeah. an hour, which is fucking stupid. What? Well, I mean, the water crisis we're not talking about is also going to be really bad, but... Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Why do you think the execs from all these shitty tech companies I'm, go to New Zealand? I mean, I mean, I mean, just putting the water crisis onto an individual is basically just uh, unfair and <laughs> yeah. bullying. Yeah, exactly. Because it's not... We don't have a water crisis because of an individual showering for five minutes or ten minutes or half an hour. It's about uh, agri- agriculture and it's Nestle about... taking water for free from glaciers. <laughs> but also just like um, overproducing so much food, throwing it... Like, I mean... Well, let me just get back to Amazon real quick. Jeff Bezos knows this because yeah. he's planning a moon colony... <laughs> Right, and the moon has water. Like that's oh, there's on, frozen no. water on the moon that they know they can use. So it's like he's it's like aware. Elon, Elon Musk going to Mars is the same yeah, shit. They're aware of the problem. They just don't want to pony up because what that means is them losing their revenue. Well, it's because the rich people can fuck off when that is the scenario and leave the rest <sighs> well, of us with it. Them. Yeah. Um, okay. Good. It's uh, a place to wrap it up, but it is really sad. Uh, sorry, that topic. I mean, but like it yeah. is. It bums me out because I think best way to do it. And what I admire about the Amazon thing is like 7,800 Amazon employees were on board with this. That is a non-trivial number. And what I admire about it is like they tried as hard as they could in this instance. But I would argue they need to stop working now. Like it needs to be more disruptive to get attention. And that's what I think is the next step here for them. Like it's not going to change by just going there every year and just hoping that they'll listen. Well, it's also, there's a cultural difference here. We were talking about China. China, it's it's generally, I, I don't want to say mm. like everybody, but it's generally about the collective. And, and America, I mean, the Western society is very like individualistic. And so and, yeah. I'm an employee at Amazon. I don't want to make a noise because I'll lose my job, which and is China, my income source. And I need it to pay for health yeah. insurance, which is not affordable in my country. So like it's, yeah. it's this really hard problem where there's like a cultural difference here as well yeah i think that's an interesting point like china on this stuff has actually dramatically changed course in the last few years like they went from not even talking about climates being like we're screwed if we don't do something and dramatically lowering emissions really quickly i'm not saying they're perfect but they're the only country that has like heavily invested in that stuff 
and that's really interesting to see they understand the long game and they collectively like it's like that the long march thing like yeah it sucks right now but if we do this early it's a smarter move long term i i think you're right i i think it will t- continue at every tech company now will have to be a conversation at every tech company very soon and it's currently not like have you ever heard facebook talk about sustainability i haven't i don't recall could be wrong i mean they're not the good guys so no that's true <laughs> okay so was there anything else on your list zach you had a you had a good or well, even Freddie, Freddie, there yeah. was a few yeah we wanted to talk about i guess uh this software that we're using but first of all soundtrap let's do it <laughs> you have to stop and uh say well that's a question i a little bit like trying to push it now I wanna, yeah let's push it five more minutes yeah i want to see if it was just like a small problem so soundtrap is a company that spotify apparently acquired a so while ago um, it's like web-based garage band if i were to try and explain it as it simply as possible so we're recording the podcast in it right now just to be clear and i edited last week's episode with it oh right oh. So um, How did it feel? we normally uh, record in Audition. We used to use oh, yeah. Logic, yep. which is my preferred, mm-hmm. but um, we kept having this issue where all the episodes were really quiet, no oh, matter yeah. like how I tried to export it or edit it or yeah. change it digitally. A- everything yeah. was a problem. And so we switched to Audition, which was going pretty well, mm-hmm. um, if you'd liked the quality of the episodes. And then um, Soundtrap, uh, Owen pointed my attention to it and... Uh, I love it because I'm a Chrome OS user. I was going to say, you've you've been asking for this for a long time. I always thought it would be Adobe first to do a oh, web-based yeah. audition like mm-hmm. they do with Lightroom because um, mm-hmm. you can use Lightroom on a Chromebook. Uh, so I really thought that would be like what I'd have to wait for and I knew that'd be a couple years. But this is awesome. This yeah. is just what I wanted. I edited the last week's episode yeah. of my Chromebook. And did it work? It, like, could you do the whole thing in it? Like, how? What, uh, yeah, it works really well. Um, there are these moments where you have to hit save and wait. And right. I think it's just like copying files to a server. Um, so it was slightly slower. Yeah. And maybe it's a little less feature rich than Audition, but like I don't want as many features. I was going to say, maybe in a good has. way. Yeah. Um, and it's got some like hidden things that took me a little while to find, but mm. man, is it better for me in my workflow? And yeah. it's lightweight and it works. And, and you get transcriptions out of it, which is, is wild. Yeah, they weren't very good. Yeah, sure. Unfortunately, Frederica has an accent, so yes, oh. not not unfortunately, but just like it, but unfortunately, I, it like has a big warning, like for English only, oh, and really? like it's very much American English. I love I think. that though. It's like makes it more accessible for people, even if it's like kind of shit. It's still something. Yeah, you can edit with the transcriptions you can click you could double click on a word and it jumps to that point okay that's very helpful and then you can delete the word and it deletes the part of the i bet they shoehorn that into shop uh, shop spotify as well actually at some point like really cool that is awesome it's not very accurate yeah okay it also like it does time so you can add transcriptions to each channel and but you can't edit like it doesn't say like one person talking, two person talking. Oh, okay. It's like one page is all of Frederica's and whatever is picked up on her mic from Owen mm. and vice versa. So it's not the easiest. I'm sure they'll add that though. There's another better. product yeah. I use for um, like writing interviews uh, that's called uh, Descript. It's weirdly by the old Groupon CEO. What? Weird. Uh, it's exactly what you say. It actually says like person one, person yeah. two. It's so dope. And you just upload recordings. The, the only thing is that I'm actually all right with it not being transcribed, but this may be my personal yeah. preference. Yeah. I think it's 
good from a discoverability point of view, especially if you want like to, it to be searchable. In yeah, terms but the, of, like, the idea of my, whatever yeah, I say yeah. being searchable yeah. is kind of scary to Although me. Although Google's doing it. I did, okay, so I, I did transcribe it, but I didn't attach it yeah. to the Simplecast upload, uh-huh. yeah. which is the service that we use yeah. to host our podcast right now. Um, and I say right now because it would be awesome not to, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we have frustration. So what the, our experience with this so far today, though, has just been that uh, I think they need to increase the storage limit in the browser for it. Right. We've recorded 15 minutes and it popped up and said, like, stop, save, and start again, yeah. which is not ideal for a podcast that runs over an hour. Yeah, and, like, right now we're going basis. for 24 minutes. Like, is it going to implode? We'll find out. Yeah, but it, it was easy to use. I really like it. Um, and it's also on the other side of it, it's got user pages. So, oh, cool. And it has following and follower count. So, so if like you SoundCloud. go to soundtrap.com slash Zach Grosser... Is what? my page, and so I think it's the new SoundCloud, or at least that's what they're angling for. Because you could upload clips and like whatever. And that also makes a lot of sense for Spotify oh my to God. own. If Spotify had like a SoundCloud that's different but similar, or maybe the artists show up in another tab mm. in Spotify as like an um, uh, like an un unpublished or maybe like mm-hmm. indie, like this non-production yeah. company oh, section, cool. like. Like discover, yeah, just like uh, individual creators or something, yeah. or I don't know, they'll figure it out. But I think that that's so where cool. this could go if it gained popularity. I think when I was signing up, though, it's not like obvious yeah. that I was getting a page. It's early, but what I really like about it is it's another. We've talked about like the web app thing becoming a thing, and that's this is another piece of evidence that it, you can do any workload as a web app. I'm so excited. As a Chrome OS user, this is so exciting. I just need right. someone to do video editing like this. It'll happen. And then that's I'm That's the, probably the hardest one. It's probably the hardest one because of the file size, but... Yeah. Exciting. You know, I think Adobe's going to do it because they're talking about moving so much to stuff to oh, the server right. side. Just like Stadia is going to be huge. Oh. It's like their equivalent to like Stadia is like if Photoshop runs on your iPad and does all the hard stuff on a server... Mm-hmm. then like hey great it actually makes sense because like these powerful computers to do a like video editing thing when you could upload your clips and then edit it and render in the cloud like that makes sense to me it's the same concept as like uber or even autonomous vehicles of like a car sits for 95 percent of the time not being used mm-hmm. if your high-end gr- editing computer is only being used for the eight hours you're working mm-hmm. there's two other people that could use it in different time windows so it just reminded me of that uh, project from like a decade ago. This is a flashback, City at Home, where you could like... Get your PlayStation. Uh, no, no, it. City at Home was like that thing. It was like, help us find aliens in space. Use your computing power to solve math problems oh. as a screensaver or something. It was like this weird space program. Yeah, I think you could run it on your PlayStation as well. Oh, no way. Yeah, yeah. Dope. Or maybe that one was for like genome... Oh, yeah, they, they, yeah, I remember that one. PlayStation 3, I think. Yeah. Um, anyway, it's cool. So you should try it. Uh, it seems like it's promising. We'll find out if we have all the audio or not. So. Yeah. Um, cool. I'm going to wrap it up then. Yep. Very uh, good. Do you have anything else? No, I'm just really depressed after this episode. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy the weather is great. We're just doing real talk this week. Great, I'm sorry. not great. Uh, what, what we should say is like WWDC is the week after next, so we'll be talking about that probably next week, our predictions for it, and then the following week, what happened. Yeah, so um, actually, like, it would be interesting. Like, we started the episode with this, actually. Um, so the last time when there was an Apple event, um, they started releasing stuff 
in the weeks before. Oh, yeah. Which they is dumped it. <laughs> what they're now doing with the MacBook as well. You're so right. So What's tomorrow? What is tomorrow? <laughs> oh, my like, God. Is this it the reminds days me, of Timmas? Yes. <laughs> this reminds me of the Christmas thing where every day you could download another app for free. 25 days of Christmas. Frederica. You just turned my depression upside down. I'm so <laughs> I'm so hyped now. What's well, tomorrow? I will What's say tomorrow? there is a rumor that they're going to announce a Mac Pro very soon. So maybe. I had heard rumors about that. Yeah. Trash can XL. We'll see. Great. Well, let's talk about that next Maybe week. Maybe the trash can will be like a, an umbrella holder. Oh, say. anything. Like you know? anything other than a trash can. Like a, yeah. a taller one. Yeah. <laughs> That's what Apple does, though. Did yeah, you I see know. like Airport Extreme or something? Yeah, yeah. Like, I remember that it, was a long, that it was a long boy. <laughs> yeah. Here's my uh, hesitation with the Apple Mac Pro is um, it was all about like um, customizability and upgradability with the old, the old yeah. like cheese grater ones. Oh, so good. And then when they made the new trash can Mac Pros, they were like, look at how it opens and these parts can slot in and out, but yeah. it was all pretty proprietary, oh, like yeah. you have to buy the shit from Apple. And then they were like, oh, have these extra add-ons on your desk or whatever the fuck. Right. Yeah, your and video card on your desk. The external GPU market is blowing up because of Apple doing like, hey, use USB-C yeah. and like just tack on what you need. So I'm really interested to see what happens with the new Mac Pro if yeah. it is a custom port or connection or adapter or whatever that we have to still go through Apple yeah. to get, or if it truly becomes again, like, Hey, buy a graphics card and slot yeah, it. I have, have a feeling it's that. that. I actually um, think it's going to be a box. I, I think I they'd think, be smart too. Yeah. I think like, I, I guess like laptops, Apple laptops might be just on the way out. Yeah. That's a, you think so? Yeah. Like if, like if we combine this with the topic that we just talked about, where a lot of stuff is now in the browser mm -hmm. and we're using like, uh, power that's Genius. on the other side. Why would you need a laptop that is like? Because Apple doesn't like the. Wait, wait, wait! No, <laughs> Frederick is totally right. It wouldn't be like, hey, the processing of this is happening in an AWS instance. Right. It's like, hey, this processing is happening at the Apple desktop computer you have at home, Interesting. and For you're instance, at a cafe that with would be, an iPad. That would be cool. So yeah, something like that, and like I guess like the use case for laptops is also going down a little bit, I feel. Yeah, like my I mom agree. could definitely just have an iPad, for instance. Yep. Um, Most and, people, I could just and definitely have an like iPad. And, <laughs> like, creatives that need their computers, like they do video editing or whatever the fuck, mm. I think they prefer something at their desk already yeah. anyway. We're close, we're close. And yeah. I think you're right that they'll think about where that goes. But my question so, is, what amount of things will they try and sell you to get there? Exactly. And, and it's going to be interesting... <laughs> I mean, I think this is gonna like reveal their kind of like projection for the You're future. You're totally right. Mm. So I'm I'm excited to see what what is gonna. Well, let's let's do our prediction episode there. next week where we talk about uh, all the weird and wonderful things we think they'll do. Yeah, before or they, they don't. already brought out maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's Christmas. <laughs> Thank week. you, Tim Apple. Uh, on that note, uh, chargepodcast.com, Simplecast, what, I don't, we're not, we'll always just send you this through Spotify. there, So, but please review us. <laughs> uh, or listen on Spotify, actually. It's a great way to support us, weirdly. You get extra stuff through it, apparently. So, extra uh, stuff? Like transcriptions. Oh. oh interesting. <laughs> um, other than that, please let us know what you think. Discord, all of those things, chargepodcast.com. My brain is fizzling, fizzling out now, so I'm going to go outside. And follow me on Soundtrack. Yeah, follow Zach. <laughs> but also tweet us or whatever. Like we're at Charge Tech. We love hearing from actual people. So. Oh, and I I changed my uh, my um, Twitter handle oh. so <laughs> it's more pronounceable. What? So my Twitter handle is now Frederica PNG. Oh, oh nice. nice. So that's where you can find. Because wasn't yours like underscore? Yeah, yeah. It was F underscore. Yeah, you don't want to have to explain that, right? The thing is, 
it works fine in text, but F yeah. underscore Rederike is not really a thing. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's like me explaining what my website is. C-H-A-R dot G-D. Not, it's not charged. You, oh, com. right. It's, yeah. uh, it's C-H-A-R dot G-D. Oh. Like, that's, that's stuff that people do that are extremely online. Yeah, they, exactly. They get URLs like that. Yeah, exactly. Work. I tried to buy charged.com. It's registered until 2026. So, see, see you then. See um, you then. All right. Cool. Bye for now. Bye. 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 I'm just going to wait for you to take your shirt off. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't think it was loud. No, no, it's fine.